There's so many dimensions. We are more dimensional, multidimensional. And yes. I even know human beings who are not living only in these three, four dimensions. And it's like uh, we are part of a much bigger universe, a spiritual universe uh, beyond the physical. Mm. So it means, so working for humanity is important here because we have the duty to be on this planet. So it's not only about humanity. Humanity is like this planet, but there are many other planets. So we are here, so let our work be here. Yes. But at the same time, I know that we are much more than this. This is the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. Once giraffe heroes, we now call our participants guardians of humanity. Courageous, tireless workers for the common good. May each of them inspire you to follow in their tracks and contribute your own part to a just society and a healthy environment. Welcome to another episode of the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. Today we have the honor of uh, having with us a very special guest called uh, Sundar Robert Dreyfus, the founder of Unity Center Schweibenalp, an oasis of inspiration in the heart of Switzerland, a place of power at 1,100 meters above sea level in the midst of nourishing nature. This working and living community is a field of action for a holistic change of consciousness. Sundar Robert Dreyfus studied medicine and today he freely combines his interest in holistic healing and spirituality with the findings of conventional medicine. We're looking forward to having an engaging talk about the Indian Vedanta, about some of the renowned personalities he met in his life, about the center he runs and the teachings in which he is involved. Welcome Sundar Robert Dreyfus. Um, how, how should I address you? Just call me Sundar, that's good. Sundar. Well, welcome Sundar to this, uh, to this podcast. Um, may I start with a very simple question? Please, go ahead. Yes. How was your day uh, up till now? What did you do? Yes, I had a good day. Yes. Very nice morning. Uh, my wife and myself, we have some time. I live partly on Schweibenalp and then I'm a lot also near Munich uh, where my wife lives at the uh, Starnberger See. And so actually when I'm here, I'm even more in retreat, although I'm living here in a little town because I have no, nobody needs anything from me. And so I had a nice day today. It was uh, med starting with meditation as actually usual. This is how my day starts, with meditation and also with some physical exercise always, actually. And um, then I slowly start into the day, uh, taking care of everything which has to be taken care of and contacts. And yeah, it's a, it's a normal but very nice day. Okay. But you are surrounded by your family. I'm surrounded by my wife. No, my family... 
I would say my children are in Switzerland, my grandchildren, and the larger spiritual family is all over the planet. But I am here with my wife, and we are a very um, uh, good couple. We have a very nice time together because we are uh, both very um, uh, radically on that uh, path. Mm. Okay. Uh, so you, you talk about a radical path. Um, now, from what I understand is that you have a very uh, broad path, that your field of interest is very large and that you were raised in, uh, in a Jewish tradition in the town of Basel. And uh, that this is still important to you, I believe, or the, the being based in, in this rich tradition is, uh, is something that still preoccupates you, no? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say preoccupies me. You know, traditions have a lot to do with, with culture and with history. And so with this whole human story, which is part. And but what we are is something eternal, something much more spiritual, really. So, I mean, I really had a nice basis, uh, and I'm very grateful for that uh, basis. But honestly speaking, my family was not a spiritual family, not even a religious family. I'm coming from a post Second World War Jewish family um, who are not believing in a deeper. A spiritual message, but who are culturally culturally involved in being Jewish people. So I went through learning the basics of Hebrew, and I and I must say that the story, the, the Old Testament, is deeply in me. And later I was uh, uh, looking at the question: Should I live in Europe or should I live in Israel? Uh, after the Second World War, this was a question we all posed ourselves. And actually, then a very and I learned Hebrew then in Israel. I was a year in Israel, and learning Hebrew was for me very central. I mean, my school bringing up was Latin and Greek and French and Italian and English, all this and a lot of things. But then the Hebrew was really a very important um, experience because this is really a, a language very close to the light language and with a with an incredible energy. So this was very important. But yeah. then, actually, after the Six-Day War, where I was in Israel, it became clear to me that my life is not to be a Jew or not to be a Jew, uh, to be in Israel, not the, but my life is there for humanity. And yeah. so that was a decisive, very important decision at 20 or so, that uh, my life is humanity and my life is not uh, Judaism or Israel or one nation. Are are you by any chance related to the famous Alfred Dreyfus? Maybe very far. We have no direct name, but it's also that family was Y and one S, and yes. it's also actually Alsatian Jews, Alsatian Jews. Yes. So it's it's that uh, uh, yes, but not directly. No. Okay, so so you say that you you soon you very soon discovered that you were drawn towards a human and humanitarian approach. Now, you, you first studied medicine. Yes, I studied medicine at the same time I studied yoga. So it was like, uh, uh, I did both. So I, I very soon, I mean, you know, 19, uh, we're speaking 1969, uh, 
1970, we are in the big uh, revolution of youth. We are in the Paris upheavals and we are in the psychedelic and hippie uh, revolution. This has been, a, and this has been very important to me. So for me, the question was, do I go a political path of changing the world or do I go uh, and 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 um, other path and at that point it was not yet the spiritual path but it was clearly it was the new age path it was the decision for a, a psychedelic revolution yeah. and so i became actually part of that uh, uh, consciousness and psychedelic revolution more and so i started very early doing yoga actually i do now yoga since 55 years this is something which is just part of me and so i i start, started very early to get into uh, learning of meditation and of um, looking also towards the east, towards China, towards India, even further than uh, Israel even. So like, you know, the upbringing as a European was then up to Istanbul. There was no world after Istanbul. So, you know, even going to Israel was the first step and seeing the Near East and then moving in my consciousness towards the wisdom of uh, China and mainly India and Tibet was actually a very important um, step, which very early took place. So, so that first after the first that, after was... my medical after my medical studies, I directly went to India to study Buddhism, and, uh -huh. and so I was for some years deeply into vipassana and into the Buddhist philosophy, into Buddhist practice. Yes, and you refer to uh, to this practice as uh, Sanatana Dharma. Now, most people know this as Hinduism. Am I right? Yes, Sanatana Dharma means like the eternal law. That's what it means, Sanatana, eternal law. They say this is the, the, the tradition which is before all traditions. They don't even refer to Hinduism by it because Hinduism is... How we call, but for them it is so many different spiritual paths. India is the one country which uh, includes Christ, includes Sikhism, includes Jainism, includes more uh, dualist and non-dualist uh, uh, Hindu way. So the word Hinduism is really a bad word, really, because it's all religions are there, and it is some are more based on ritual, some are more based on 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 uh, the relationship to the guru some are more philosophical the upanishads have a very different view of thing than parts of the vedas so this is all in a very big and huge spiritual frame which is not separate and separate it's all in one so that's why it's not like in the west where Judaism separates from Christianity, separates from Islam, separates from whatever they want. So that whole divide et impera. Yeah, divide and rule. And rule. Yes. Roman, mm. Roman, German, American, British. This whole separation as basis of all thinking, which followed Aristoteles. I don't say it was Aristoteles, but that whole separation uh, is not what India brought. India brought the unity before mm. all, inclusive. Yeah. Now, I don't say that India 
was not was separate from the rest of the world. So they got into the dualists. They got into the uh, caste system. Uh, uh, they were not uh, all on the same level of rishis. They got into caste system. They got into suppression of the female. So these are things which are global then. Mm -hmm. So we have global problems of evolution of consciousness and we have continental and cultural all this wherever that separative thought comes in uh, things start to go down well, it, always, as soon as technology intellect male side gets stronger than female side intuitive side the lopsidedness of of a culture starts which usually ends in its self-destruction Yes, but even even Christianism has a part in uh, in uh, the tradition of Hinduism. Well, if in in India you can see people practice both uh, both beliefs uh, in in one not only in one household but in one person even no. Oh yes, it doesn't. It's not separate. No. Mm -hmm. And so, so you you went there very in in after your studies you you went to you went to India. Yeah, I mean, I actually tried to go to India already in 1969 when I had started yoga. And then on the way in Persia, I had this accident, a car accident, and I had big operations and I had to go back to Switzerland. But then my second venue to India in 73 started with uh, Vipassana Buddhist meditation and, and uh, practicing that for years and uh, also really integrating the the three the eightfold path and the whole uh, buddhist uh, philosophy and um, abhidhamma so this was actually for me after medical studies and after having gone to that whole also i mean i shouldn't say no words about the psychedelic the psychedelic Uh, uh, was important uh, at the time in the early 70s. Uh, I was a close friend with Timothy Leary and with Ram Das at that time, and 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 who and and so th who had been in Switzerland, and so I I, I really had a big. Um, it was an important way of clearing, of opening, of um, uh, freeing myself, and but I had many friends who also lost their paths and lost their mind and I, I, it is not a not a safe journey if you no, go it, to with low doses so I, I, i was very fortunate in that but also that that had also uh, important um i would say initiative initiative parts like uh, uh, seeing through the veils of our superficial world Yeah. materialist reality and and was it and was it immediately after your first uh, journey in india in uh, that you met haidakan babaji no no in my first my first uh, voyage to india uh, in 1973 74 was uh, only in the context of buddhist meditation and yes. traveling and going to auroville uh, seeing the grave of the mother uh, connecting with many old temples and all this and Sri Lanka but and meeting Buddhist uh, monks there no it is like after several years of uh, being on the path of Vipassana actually 
I went through a deep, I was uh, having my own practice, uh, doing like a, uh, having Institute for Psychosomatic Medicine. I had learned in the United States after, after my uh, uh, doctorate, after having finished medicine school, I had gone into gestalt therapy and body therapies. So I this whole existential humanistic and transpersonal aspect of psychology was the one I chose. Even though I had gone through Freudian and Jungian um, analysis, uh, I didn't uh, choose that path mainly for my work with people, but for my work as a psychiatrist or psychotherapist or both, I chose uh, naturally as a basic, you have to know what is the whole psychiatry background, but then my methods of therapy were based on uh, humanistic and transpersonal psychotherapy. And mm -hmm. so this, with this uh, in my, this was kind of my work. And I got then into a, a deep inner crisis, like, uh, uh, like we call it the, uh, the deep night of the soul. Uh, and uh, and and I took two three years of very, I mean outside I was functioning, but a very uh, deep crisis. And in that crisis, towards the end, I saw a picture of Mahavatar Babaji, of Harakan Baba at that moment, and uh, this really touched me deeply, uh, my heart. And so I connected. Yeah, I dreamt also and connected. And then uh, he invited me to come so that in 79 spring, for the first time, I went to meet Harakan Babaji in India. Because he has been very, very important for your work in uh, up till today. I understand that he is the one who asked you to found uh, uh, Schweibernalp. Is that correct? Yes. I would say not only important for my work. I think it was like I really... Uh, I really moved from a more uh, meditative or I I became a devotee. I went to, I started the path of bhakta, mm. of devotion, and caught me. Mm. I, I got into that love relationship with, a, with the divine through a master. And this actually has formed my way completely. So uh, devotional practice and service is kind of the basis of my uh, yoga nowadays. Yeah. So I can say that 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 really formed me completely and uh, gave a completely different picture, which is less on on logic or on on philosophy, but on uh, the heart. Yes, because if when I Google you, I or even Schwabenalp. I mostly stumble into, well, about you, there is very little, you, you hardly give interviews or not, not like we do, like a video interview. It's quite rare. And I, I don't have the impression that you are so much into teaching as into this bhakti approach. I see of Schweibenalp, when you go live, I see all this chanting uh, and, and, and dancing. Yes, 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 dear, yes. Yes, it is. You see, it is it is a direct way. I mean, uh, Shiva and Krishna both uh, asked about the different path to awakening, path to liberation. Will give you a hundred eight different path, 
and and methods. And then uh, Shakti asks, or rather asks, yeah, and what is the path to 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 uh, devotees? Oh, there is no path. It's grace. It's like either you get it or you got, don't. And it's like um, it's a direct path. They all say it's a direct path. Um, I must say it is like all path work, a lot of work, uh, all path to the divine, to the liberation are a lot of work and a lot of inner work. Yeah. But I must say I teach a lot and I have been teaching a lot in the last uh, 20, 30 years, yes. yes. I mean, uh, I've been teaching um, very different things because with that broad uh, view I have, uh, I will give an um, Easter retreat on the Christ. I will give... Um, a Kabbalist uh, retreat because uh, I am working when I met Babaji the same year I met a great uh, woman Dr. Dina Reyes and she was kind of our shaman, our divine mother our our friend and she supported my wife then and me supported us to create Schweibenau and uh, and I met uh, Dr. J.J. Hurtak and Desir Hurtak from the Keys of Enoch, mm -hmm. Academy for Future Science, which brought me back into my Kabbalist roots. So actually, I am going very, uh, for me, it's it's the totality of, of, of creation, the totality of the spiritual world and this world, which interests me, and not just one sector. Okay. And so actually, I teach uh, also Kabbalah, I teach also uh, uh, the Course in Miracles. It's like it, it doesn't really matter what. Mm -hmm. And and what? and who who are who are the people you teach to? Is that is there? Do you see that there is a, a new interest amongst young people, or are that people your age? This is an interesting question, but you're jumping now very much. At, I mean. You know, as I was always working also as a psychotherapist, I also combined therapy with teaching. I I never believed that one hour of therapy is enough against the whole neurosis somebody brings along. So you need to give some spiritual practice. You have to give some design. So I was designing spiritual practice in that turns in personalized spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. And so I was also teaching either people who were, came for therapy or people who came to Schweibenalp. Uh, I had a course up, uh, I called, I also did a lot of breathing therapy, rebirthing and all this work. So so I, it, it has been of all ages in the beginning. And when I started in the 30s, it was people of my age. Then they grew older with me and now they are much younger. I have to say that uh, we have now at Schweibenalp, and I'm very proud about this, many, many young people who really love to come there, not only as volunteers, also as members. And so actually, this is something we really um, are happy about. Bravo, bravo. Because uh, to to reach youth is some something that a lot of uh, people of your and my generation um, are desperate about. We feel yes. we feel that we have lost them, 
and that they have lost us and uh, we are hope we don't have any hope for uh, for them to to well to find a way and they they seem not to have a hope uh, for the planet to survive even for humanity to survive i believe that you have your own very positive approach towards uh, the future of humanity yes i true? mean i don't think you know i just i just maybe you've seen that that message to the world which i uh, wrote no, no, I end, end of the year no. uh, end of the end of the year we always look back and then we look forward And when I looked forward on 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 thirty first, there was kind of impulse to something, so I wrote something which I maybe will put out in the internet, and uh, because we had that we had that I had this um, little film coming in by the Kogi Indians, you know who the Kogi Indians from Colombia are. It's a very very old uh, Indian um, uh, tribe about five, ten, twenty thousand people who since four thousand years in Colombia on all levels from the sea to up to the mountains uh, have a culture which is unaltered in four thousand years with a non-corrupted priesthood. Four thousand years non-corrupted priesthood. Never heard of something. No, no, no. And it's it's all based all based on always giving back. Whatever you take a stone, you put something back. You eat something, you put it so it's very special very special. And these Kogi Indians who now are quite known and famous uh, slowly, these Kogi Indians, they put out the message that the divine Earth, Mother Earth, gave them this message. They say, and it says like, okay, I'm going to really be tough in short time. I cannot stand it anymore. It doesn't work. You know, I'm, it's not against you guys, but, you know, I'm going to shake even more. And I think it's shaking already good well enough. So so please you need to change your consciousness in the next half a year or a year, otherwise things are going really bananas here on the planet. So wherever this comes from, you know, from the Kogi, from Mother Earth, whatever the message got me again, like always. And um so I made this this message where I would ask everyone to pray every morning and every evening. <clears throat> Just a simple prayer, like, may all human beings be protected. May all human beings be in peace. May all human beings be united. May all human beings be blessed. May all human beings be happy. And like, it's like collect a few billion people praying that every morning and every evening, which many more known people than I have tried. And so it's like naive and nice. But anyway, so this is what was what I was um, doing a little bit after Christmas. And how did I come to that? I was uh, well, my question. My question was your 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 faith humanity. in humanity and I, I i did see i did see a little movie an interview with you in which you say that you believe that a very special future is bound to come for humanity yes yes i mean i i don't know who i think nobody knows and i can only say the main teachers i had like uh, 
Babaji and uh, the Keys of Enoch, Dr. Hurtback, they always say it's going to be a very big change on the planet. And But nobody says the change of the planet is only because of us. And because it's like it is part of a of a galactic and of a cosmic change which happens. And part of it naturally on this planet is also our misbehavior, our violence with each other. Uh, I mean, I, I see humanity as in a quarantine and even the planet in a quarantine versus the rest of the galactic <laughs> confederation because we are such a violent uh, 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 species at the moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, however this came about and however it may change, my um, interest and my dedication is, you see, my dedication is is double. I believe that on the spiritual path, you have uh, two pillars. One pillar is working on yourself, is one pillar, 50%, uh, inner work, inner work, um, uh, developing that tool we are, that physical, emotional, uh, uh, intellectual, spiritual tool to become really a light, a light being and be able to to uh, contribute uh, more and on a better. And the other the other 50% is serving, serving humanity, serving the planet. And I think people who only serve the planet and are not looking at themselves, they will lose themselves in a way and also not see their shadow and all this. And people who are only into working on the planet, they will lose the spirit and the awareness of the higher worlds and, and our subtle reality. We are subtle beings who are visiting the planet. Mm -hmm. We are subtle beings. We are light beings. We are spiritual beings visiting this planet. And in a body of this planet, yeah, we are wearing, we are wearing the water and, and the fire and, and the earth and yeah. the air. It's all in our I call it our bio bio outfit. Yes, in yes. this bio outfit, we are functioning as a, a spiritual material uh, hybrid. I think that human experience can be marvelous. I mean, I can only say life on this planet is for many people bothersome and lots of suffering, but also it can be gorgeous. And and I mean, in so many in so many aspects. Uh, the experience of being a human being is is a, a tremendous challenge, but also a tremendous chance. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yes. So that's why also it feels so crazy that right right now where we have a, for the first time a global communication system and a global global community possibility, global consciousness community. It is all going down the drain. It's like um, very interesting that the forces of destruction and the forces of uh, upheaval uh, yeah of going upwards are really at the same time mm -hmm. which really in my understanding in understanding of the teachings i had has to do with a strong layer of dark archons dark forces uh, on the lower spiritual planes mm -hmm. uh, who really don't appreciate uh, uh, that the human being should um, uh, uh, flourish into its divine uh, uh, future. Mm -hmm. and, 
and and uh, so as we are ourselves also both inner and outer and we are also have our dark shadow and light aspects this strengthens those uh, human beings uh, who are going down the ladder and not only those who go up the ladder but there is also a very big group of souls millions who are going up the jacob ladder and who are moving towards the angelic moving towards the master moving towards the love because it's only about love and the whole story is only about love i can let all the other words aren't important yes so that's why you, you say life is about love existence is about love that's why you are called the center of unity at schweibenalp yes. Yes. yes because unity is love yes this is why i'm called sundar because this means beauty or beauty of the heart it's tiferet it's, it's good you mention it i i meant to ask what it meant yeah it means beautiful but not in the sense of a, a beautiful outside it's like the aspect of beauty is like you know uh, of of learning how to really open the heart flower yes and uh, now we... was actually you know the first, on my first uh, experience on psychedelic on the real uh, it was like my first experience as 20 year old there is nothing but love nothing matters everything else is secondary or tertiary creation mm. we can call it fallen or bad i just call it secondary as soon as it's separate and then all constructions of worlds and mind and sciences necessary but the first creation is just that love that living in a simple loving way you know when we talk about saving the planet um i see that you have a firm belief and a great devotion towards all mankind uh, you mentioned your morning prayer like protect all all humans how do we see the rest of living creatures on this planet because i personally i i do believe that that all life is sacred yes yes so i agree with you that all life is sacred but actually all creation is sacred because it comes all out of that mysterious divine intention and divine grace. So we are all part of this incredible mystery of living, I say living in God and God living in us. So there's no way out. Like in the Psalm 139, you can go to the end of the world, there is God, you can go in or outside, Everywhere is God goddess. I call it God goddess, yes? So everywhere is sacredness. Only the human mind can stop the sacred sacredness and can do as if it's not sacred and play pure materialism or negative, can play all these other things. Uh, so it is the human being can program or program itself out of existence. We are like experimental creations by the divine, and we have everything to become ourselves highly divine creative beings. 
For that, the divine needed to give us freedom. A freedom which the ant and the elephant don't have. In this freedom, we can also divert from the divine and say no and destroy ourselves and separate. This is, this is going with the image and similitude of the divine is the freedom and that freedom gives the shock, gives the, 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 the risk. Mm -hmm. so, so when we are aware of the sacredness then and we live according to that, then everything is fine. And but for me, it is important if we look at the world and humanity, not to close it off. You know, there's this lovely, this this lovely uh, uh, med medieval paintings of the world and the one who puts the head out. You know, out the head out, yeah, yeah, out of the uh, out of the, yeah. you know, and, he's and it's like there's, there's, there's so many dimensions. We are more dimensional, multi-dimensional, and. Yes. I even know human beings who are not living only in these three, four dimensions. And it's like, uh, we are part of a much bigger universe, a spiritual universe, uh, beyond the physical. Mm. So it means, so working for humanity is important here because we have the duty to be on this planet. Yes. But the work but the is also for yeah. the cleanliness of and everything so it's not only about humanity humanity is like this planet but there are many other planets so we are here so let our work be here yes but at the same time i know that we are much more than this we are part of that mysterious incredible cosmic yes yes and one 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 has to be stupid not to see that we that there is much more because there is much more out there that we can see. <laughs> only the the Hubble gave us a, gave us a, a peek a peek into that, and now the James Webb. Uh, and and if you go into your heart, you probably see much more. But yeah. but but the the terrible misconception uh, about humanity. Um, is that we, if we want to protect humanity, and uh, we are eight eight billion people on this planet, and if the focus is always uh, onto protecting people, um, we are outruling all other life forms. We will end up being alone and dying alone, and. Of, of course, there is there is only love. I agree with that. Even that path is not the path of destruction. But but on the other hand, how can we inform people to be more modest, to be more mm, more disciplined into worshiping nature and not only worshiping our own progress? Yeah, it means that human beings must have satisfaction with their spiritual experience mm -hmm. and not only with the materialist experience. Mm -hmm. If we have more insight into our spiritual identity and into the relativity of our 
human identity, our 80 years or whatever, if you are more identified with our eternal being and with the, then we might, we might become more modest again. I think there's many reasons for that. Partly they are negative in terms of greed, uh, greed and, 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 and jealousy and, and all this. And partly also it's our memory of living in a, in a light world where whatever we imagine is there automatically and human beings really believe they only have to think it and it comes and it really is that way i mean creation happens through the coming together for of spirit and energy you know like shiva and shakti you know come together the consciousness and the energy whoops you have the car whoops you have the planet so it's like we also are very blind and naive in a way and whenever, I said it before, whenever we get faster technical, faster intellectual, then intuitive, female, uh, 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 then spiritual, then we tip over a civilization and it self-destroys itself. It's just quite simple. And then once it happens, it's quite difficult to stop it. The Mayas, the Romans, you know, as soon as then you have this administrative and violence and all this, as soon as power comes in and the separation comes in, it seems to, it seems that this planet is very dense at the time in a Kali Yuga. You know what I'm talking about? In a Kali Yuga, in an in a, in a Iron Age. And then the belief in this density is so, and the illusion is so, that you go more and more into this density. So I don't know yet how, I just know that there are also millions of people evolving another consciousness. You know, I, I think of starting with Blavatsky and starting with Aurobindo, starting with so many Indian and, and also Christ-oriented New Age in the last 50, 100 years. So there is a movement into the process, and all these souls, they will realize another five-dimensional reality, another. So we don't have to fear for anyone, because anyone will either dissolve and get into astral world to learn. We all get what we, what we, so we all, we see it and we, and we, we harvest, so I don't believe, but still our compassion for the simple suffering of our neighbor and the animals uh, is an important engine, although we, even when we are not in the illusion of that, that's the real thing. I mean, think of the Bhagavad Gita, of Arjuna standing with Krishna there, and Krishna saying, no, no. I cannot fight against my uncle. I cannot fight. There are, and he says, against whom are you fighting? Is there an uncle? Is, is, what do you see there? This is bodies. We are souls. Important is our love. Important is our loyalty. Important is our strength, you know? So, so, but I believe that as a mortal, simple being, my duty is to be modest and help where I can.
And mm-hmm. and and is that is that the bhaktis that the worship you you discovered for for Haidakan Babaji that made you so modest? I don't know if I'm modest, <laughs> but anyway, I'm just normal. Uh, I think what the bhakti, what Babaji, Babaji only spoke about very few things. He was not, you know. Herakan Baba is identical with Mahavata Babaji of Yogananda. This is the same. We can talk of something like an office of the Mahavatars, where the Christ is, where the Buddha is, where Babaji is, where, where these big forces of Shiva and Krishna, and these forces, they are there, but they are as this is a... This is for me on the 14th to the 21st chakra. And, and this realm is for me in us. This is not outside us. And this is never dying. These beings, they are always, and they are also not separate from us. This is, and also they are not separate from each other. It's like my right eye and my left eye, they see together one world. My two ears hear together one sound, although they are two ears. And so Shiva and Shakti or Krishna, and they are all not separate. And then different cultures bring different names. So this is all one and all many. Because the many and the one is not, not in a contradiction. It is one of the big, big mysteries. You have the many and the one at the same time. So this is, oh, I mean, we are just fortunate, you know, to have all these things. So for me, yes, Babaji taught to live in truth, simplicity, and love. That's what he said, which is Sat Chitananda. And he also said, to work constantly for humanity and for the planet, selflessly. Karma yoga, I said, is is the yoga of this time because very difficult to meditate, very difficult for all this in this time. And he said, to always repeat the name of God. And to always, I, I translate that, to always be aware of our divine nature. Yes. And always, always be in touch with divinity. So he said, the best community, while working, be aware of the divine, of the sacredness of outside and the sacredness. So, so this is this was my education by him. To really be focused on that, not every month, not every week, not every day, not every hour, all the time. Well, so this is where, so this is where we create in us a consciousness. Yeah. You know? So while while we are having this conversation, you are meditating. Yes, yes, that's why I spoke about radical spirituality in my first sentence. Radical spirituality, isn't it? Do a little bit of yoga, to have, do a little bit of good eating, uh, of nice things, and then forget again. No, radical spirituality for me to to create that conscious awareness as as a constantly in us chanting, a constant chanting, a constant awareness in us, and to become that. And, and become that. You, you, never, you never find yourself angry anymore? Really like shouting and, and, and cheering? Very rarely. It takes a lot. Yes. Very rarely. And then it's, if I it will be it will be more a game, you know, because sometimes you have to create your boundary. If people really go over your boundary, you have to create that boundary. Yes. 
and that respect, you know, to 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 your responsibility. Like I very much gave much more too many boundaries on Schweibner for many years, so that it couldn't go its path. And I learned to say yes, this I say what's going on or something like that, you know. But no, I, I am not the saint. <laughs> no, no, no. I you am very sensitive. I get angry very rarely. Yes, very rarely. I mean. I, but better ask me, do you never get sad? <laughs> well, well, there you, so, there you have a question, yeah, yes. This is, this is, you know, naturally, you know, as long as we have a human body and we have hormones which go up and down and we have a toothache, you know, and we have, we are, we are also human. And so this is kind of the part which is there. So we also have karma and we also have uh, 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 tendencies you know and family tendencies and all these things so it's not but we can become more and more free of it and more and more aware of it and less and less playing it out and if I come to Schweibenalp what yes. what what is it exactly that I will experience there how do I know it's like with Babaji always. Everybody something else. Babaji would sit there, there would be 500 people there, and everybody had a different experience because it's a pure mirror. Babaji was not a person. I never saw a person. The mirror for each of us. You, you might first get elated because of the light, the energy, because, you know, in 40 years of these practices we did there, and these pujas we did there, and these fires, naturally, a field has emerged, a strong field of energy. So people who come feel that field. It's a power place. It's a pilgrimage. So you will feel that. And after some time, you will feel also the shadow. <laughs> okay, I, I, will, I will, I will re rephrase my question. What... What activities do you do you propose at Schweibenalp? Okay, it is like this. Schweibenalp is a community of about 25 people with about 10 to 25 volunteers, uh, which is all over the year there and has gone coming and going and changes. And uh, the basis of the community is the spirit, is spiritual practice and new age consciousness like we are like a crossing point of the eternal and of the new and so you meet us you will meet the people in the circle every morning not everybody in the circle and the circle will have a song and the circle will remember remind of the love and remind of why we're here and we'll deal with the day and what's going on and it will be mostly a very beautiful thing and you have the temple, and in the temple there is every morning, every evening uh, ritual, singing, meditation. Or there is fires. So you will have that too. And you'll have in the evenings also, and more, also other celebrations, you'll have other spiritual celebrations go on, other meditations go on, dancing going on, uh, 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 
sacred uh, pipe. Uh, uh, how do you say the the sweat lodge? Uh, many many all all different traditions are welcome and are practiced again and again. In the forty years, many changes again and again in this and that side. And you will have a seminar a seminar center of which we live, and this seminar center. Uh, has all year long seminars, people coming and going. Then we have the volunteer program, which is people who want to come and stay longer and not as guests for so long or can't afford. They come for two weeks to one year as a volunteer and they have 30 hours of work a week. They live together. They have also their communal reality. And that's actually a very strong transformational program where many, many young people come. But also elder people, like at the change of their, you know, position in life after the first professional story or after the second professional story or in a crisis. And the field will nourish them and the field will carry them through in their transformational path. Then we have the permaculture, like the whole place is a permaculture place. Besides the power places, we have a permaculture there. And this permaculture is going on mainly from spring to fall, naturally, where we have also uh, five departments. We have the department of um, uh, growing growing plants, uh, trees and all this, Her uh, nursery. We have a herbary, which uh, produces lots of herbs for sale. We have the vegetable, bees and, and, and mushrooms. Uh, uh, and we have um, the seed seed department, and we have the school, the permaculture school where people go to go. So that's so all this is going with each other, chantings, full moon fest, full moon, new moon. Uh, so this is this is what's going on, and uh, sometimes more quiet, and sometimes very alive. Yes. Okay, well, I I wish I I was there now <laughs> because it seems like a very warm and welcoming place. Uh, Dimitri, I would would very be happy to say hello to you this summer sometime. Huh? Well, well, we All might right. we might meet. Yes, yes, I think we should meet. So let's conclude this podcast unless there is some other message that you want to give to our listeners uh, something that I haven't has asked and that you think is really worthwhile uh, worth telling yeah maybe maybe to say something that there is not only the devotional path you know it's like the uh, geistige um, weg uh, is another word than the spiritual part. I mean, there's so many ways which are more mm, focused on life itself, uh, without form even, with no word for God, uh, with no word. Uh, there is there's pathless path. It is not so easy to go a pathless path as it is not so easy to go a path without having a teacher. Alive or not, you know, like Christ or like. So there is also a pathless path, and there is a path where you find everything in yourself. So there's so many ways, and there's no uh, judgment in me or no, uh, 
uh, what is uh, the way to go. Uh, and this is also reflected on Schweibenau, that people are not asked to come and pray with us. It, it, what, is, what, what they understand now is that if we do it together, the singing, we are a stronger force. And that we are not only doing that for our own personal uh, evolution, but also to create fields. And there I really believe that, um, so the one thing is there's so many different paths to go, but many paths are not radical and are only touching very much on the side, the spiritual, touching it, but having the identity all the time in that human ego, in that human thing, which is just, you know, for some time. And there I think, it is worthwhile uh, not doing a halfway, but a full way, and really uh, deciding to to be the whole, go the whole path. Well, this Whatever makes... the path is. This is, you know, where the Buddhist mantra, gate, gate, paragate, parasamgade, bodhiswaha, is like to really become part of that solution, become part of that uh, that energy. That's the one thing I, I like to share because whatever the path is, it's, um, it takes more than just a little bit of diet. You know, this is what I am guarding on Schweibenau. Yes. On Schweibenau, many times the tendency was to get lost in the business, to get lost in the permaculture, to get lost in, in, in whatever we personally have, you know. And that my duty was and is still to say, we are not that. We are more than that. We are something much more than that. And this is what we need to identify. This is where we have to really stay on, on duty. That's where the real spiritual path is there. And it is nothing with better and less good. It is just in order to, to create that consciousness on the planet. We need to do that step. Thank you very, very much for your wise words, for your presence, for your wonderful Thank smile. Thank you so much for being together. For your, wonderful, for your wonderful your smile also. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this was uh, the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. Dear listeners, I hope that you will join us in the next episode. We plan to have an interview with Dries Engels and his son, Roman. Roman is 14 years old and was born deaf. But Roman is also a very gifted and sensitive boy who dreamt about a plant, a plant that could cure him and other people of hearing impairment. Roman and Dries are bound to go on a perilous journey, a quest for the resonance plant into the Amazon forest. Now hear everything about that in our next episode. Thank you for listening. We hope to meet you here again.